0: Hello, and welcome to the Untamed Yogini Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Marie, your womb yoga priestess. I'm a certified yoga teacher specializing in yoga for women, womb health, and feminine spirituality. In a world structured for disconnection, my goal is to empower you in living deeply rooted to the wisdom of your body, personal gifts, and divine sovereignty, so you can meet yourself where you are and navigate the seasons of womanhood with confidence and grace. I believe when we restore the balance within ourselves, the world will follow. But it begins with the self, right here, right now, one room at a time. Now let's jump in. Hello, welcome. Today I want to talk with you about healing perfectionism with yoga. So we're just going to dive right on in. Uh, Maybe you can relate to Being a perfectionist, I know that I can, and I definitely identify myself as a recovering perfectionist, which I'll get into that in a little bit. But first, what is perfectionism? Like, what is it? Where does it stem from? I believe it really stems from control. At least that's in my experience, Um, wanting to have perceived control over things. But also, it can be driven by fear of failure. And feelings of unworthiness, low self esteem, right? And um, different childhood experiences. So, a lot of people who do experience perfectionism, these are like the, the underlying roots, right? Um, and when you do have this perfectionist quality, it's often accompanied by depression anxiety or ocd obsessive compulsive disorder and um you know again this is uh on a spectrum and on a an ray of like a scale essentially so you can kind of see where you fall um for me as a perfectionist i have experienced all those things anxiety the depression the ocd uh the feelings of unworthiness uh, wanting to control the outcome, all that, right? But through yoga, you know, my practice of yoga, it's really helped me to move through this perfectionist quality that I have with a bit more power. I don't know that I would say grace, but with a bit more authority. <laughs> because The perfectionist tends to run the show. It's not the other way around oftentimes. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. I feel like I want to tell you this story. So way back when, when I was doing a lot of self-development seminars, I partook in landmark education. If you've never heard of it, you can Google it. You'll get a mixed batch of... (laughs) reviews. Some will say it's a cult. Some will say that it changed their life. Some say whatever. It's neither here or there. This isn't about landmark education. But I was really engulfed in this work for about five years and it really did change my life. During that time, uh, you know, you could also like volunteer to assist in running some of the programs. So... I went ahead and did that. And the person who was the uh, assistant leader, the one that was kind of in charge of telling me what to do, I felt like didn't (laughs) know what they were doing. And I felt like this could be run so much more efficient. And my perfectionist really started coming in. And eventually... I went to the head of the department and I said, listen, I'm not trying to like throw anybody under the bus, but I feel like this could be run a bit, more, a bit more efficient. This is definitely like that type A quality in me. And I literally stayed up all night and created a manual and presented it at this meeting. And they were like, wow, this is amazing. We would love to have you be the, the assistant leader. And I was like, really? Wow, this is amazing. Well, it was a volunteer position and I went ahead and took it. I thought I was so honored, right? That they wanted to take them. And they were like, Oh, by the way, we already have a handbook. Here it is. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. So I then became the assistant group leader. So I was in charge of all of the assistants that were essentially running this program, aside from the leader, right? We were the ones that were uh, making sure that everything was in order. We were the ones greeting you at the door. We were the ones making sure all the chairs were in a row, making sure that the, the whiteboard was clean. We were making sure that the, uh, the leader of the program had everything that they needed and they were fully supported. We were the ones running the sound. We were running the show. Okay. And I was in charge of all of those people who were running the show. Now, each of them had goals and breakthroughs that they wanted to achieve through the assistant program. So not only was it my job to be able to effectively lead and manage the assistants in creating a harmonious and impeccable atmosphere for the people who were attending the seminar, but also I was in charge of the breakthroughs that they wanted to have while they were assisting So it was a tall order, but I was so up for it because I love this kind of stuff, right? And um, by the end of it, we had kind of like a a wrap-up meeting with the seminar leader themselves and the rest of the crew. And the leader told me, you know, this was the smoothest seminar I have ever led. And I want to acknowledge Angela for being the group leader, um, in this particular seminar, because without her, uh, I not know without her because, because of her, this was the smoothest run seminar I had ever experienced something of to that degree. I don't know. I don't remember the exact words to be honest. And I was like, oh my gosh, me. Oh, wow. <laughs> but of course that was exactly what I was going for. Going for, <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm just laughing because because I w- this perfectionism in me was just running the show, right? And I was getting the validation for to that I was seeking out for my quote unquote unworthiness, yeah. Uh, and then I did another one after that where I was the assistant for the leader themselves, for them, for the leader of the seminar. And it was during that time, the second round where I had another seminar leader tell me (laughs) this, that you were the best assistant that I have ever had, that you were on top of it. You thought about everything that I didn't even think about, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. again don't remember all the exact acknowledgement, but I got what I went for. Yeah. And it was in that second kind of same acknowledgement and that same kind of validation that I had this aha moment. And I was like, holy shit, how often I would do this, right? To my own detriment, by the way, it didn't matter if I was so tired or if I was not feeling well or, um, overbooked, stretched too thin. Right. And that was often the case. Uh, because I had some people pleasing tendencies, that's a whole other podcast, but you know, my perfectionist, my inner perfectionist was truly running the show. And I just thought, you know, I, I can't continue to allow this to happen. Well, during this time I was also, you know, in my yoga practice, deeply in my yoga practice. And through that, you know, that consistent practice, I was finding more confidence within myself. I was regulating my nervous system a lot more. I was practicing self-compassion and, you know, through kind of this and the combination of these self-development seminars where I was really bringing such mindful awareness to how I was being in the world really shifted my perspectives. And I, you know, once you kind of awaken to certain things, you have a choice, right? You have a choice as to whether or not you're going to let that run the show. So, you know, fast forward years later, here we are 2023. Does that perfectionist still live within me? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It's part of my personality. (laughs) I don't know that she'll ever go away, uh, but that's okay. She doesn't need to go away. It's, it's a part of myself that I can integrate. It's a part of myself that I can embrace. It's not a part of myself that I necessarily have to change, right? Because even though it, it has these stems, these roots of, um, underlying anxiety of childhood trauma of not being good enough, it has these roots but also it has its strengths it really does have its strengths where i'm able to achieve so much because of it the thing is it's about bringing the mindful awareness as to is it running the show or am i can, or can i use this to my advantage right now right it's that awareness and yoga helps with that so touching on some of these points within yoga building self-confidence, when you practice yoga consistently, I'm not talking about just like one day a week, two days a week. I'm talking, you show up to your mat every single day. I don't care if it's for three minutes, 10, 20, an hour. It doesn't really matter how long. Actually, it's been proven that a consistent practice, no matter how short it is, is more effective than longer practices, less amounts of time a week. Right. So, you know, for me, for me now, right now in my, my practice, it's meditation. I show up to a meditation every single day, you know, and and my practice has changed over the years, but here's what I've learned from having a consistent practice. When you show up for yourself, no matter what, you give your word, you say, I'm going to show up for myself. I'm going to show up consistently. And you follow through no matter what, whether you're having a bad day, whether you're tired, whether you're not feeling good, whether you have to modify your practice or not, you still show up for yourself. It builds this resilience. It builds this strength and it re- builds this self-trust. You know that whatever comes your way, you can handle it right? Because you trust in yourself, you keep your word to yourself. So consistency in your yoga practice will really help to build and facilitate that self-trust within yourself. Yeah. Secondly, nervous system regulation. Again, when you're a perfectionist, right? These underlying issues such as anxiety, depression, OCD, right? They take a toll on our nervous system, And coming back to that point of perfectionism being a, 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 there's this sense of needing control, which essentially helps to try to soothe the anxiety. Um, Of course, it doesn't always do that, but having a consistent yoga practice assists in that nervous system regulation so that the need for control becomes less and less. And that's what I found in my own personal experience. So the last benefit of yoga when it comes to healing perfectionism, I believe, is self-compassion. You know, when we practice on our mat, particularly when we're in safe spaces, whether you're taking a class with a teacher in a studio, whatever, you uh, quickly learn to be compassionate with yourself as you move through Your challenges physically, mentally, spiritually on your mat. You know, when I first began my yoga practice, I was actually quite harsh on myself when I couldn't do something. And just through that consistent practice and being in that atmosphere that really held and nurtured me compassionately, I began to have that same compassion for myself. Realizing that on my mat is a safe place for me to practice. It's a safe place for me to fail, to fall, right? Uh, I couldn't even tell you how many times, you know, in a handstand I've fallen out or trying crow pose, I've fallen on my face. And in these atmospheres of yoga, we tend to kind of laugh it off or whatever. But then, you know, off my mat, I was not doing the same thing. Eventually, what happens is the more you start to practice, cause again, it's a practice, right? It's a practice. <laughs> so the more you practice self-compassion on your mat, the more that starts to translate and trickle into your everyday experiences. And so self-compassion when dealing with perfectionism is such a key component, right? Because just like I shared with you earlier, that perfectionism element, part of my personality, it doesn't go away, but by being aware of it, bringing this mindful attention by building my self-confidence, right. And not always needing to seek out that validation for my worthiness. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, regulating my nervous system, you know, when, things are seemingly out of control, knowing how to kind of hold my ground and stay rooted in the midst of chaos is also really helpful. And then practicing compassion, right? With myself, when things don't go well, giving myself that grace that it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect because at the end of the day, we all have a starting place. We all start somewhere. We're all consistently learning and growing at all times. And we have to be willing to fail to succeed. We have to be willing to fail to succeed. And this is a really tough lesson, I think, for someone who deals with perfectionism because your value is so tied in with how you do something. And so, you know, by moving compassionately with yourself and reminding yourself that your value is not tied into how you do something or how successful something is, right? You are, you are valuable. You are, you are invaluable. Like you are infinitely valuable is what I'm trying to say. No matter what your successes and failures are, they're not indicative of how valuable you are. So one of the things that I've done to stretch myself is to start before I'm ready. And if you're a perfectionist listening, you're probably thinking, oh, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) Like that might give you a little twinge of anxiety, right? Like I have to plan everything out. But... Just like our yoga practice, right? It puts us in these uncomfortable situations, these uncomfortable postures for us to learn how to surrender into them mindfully and and to essentially kind of get comfortable in the discomfort. You know, that's exactly what starting before you're ready will do. So you're intentionally putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation to grow and expand you know, to test your boundaries and no, yeah, it is scary. (laughs) I mean, even this particular episode when I'm recording it right now is me doing just that because since I started this podcast, I actually will plan everything out. You know, I don't have a specific script that I follow, but I have everything kind of just planned out for myself. And this time I thought, you know what, I know what I want to talk about and I'm going to go ahead and just like roll with it and see where it takes me and be okay with it not being perfect. Can I do that? I don't know. Let's try. (laughs) Let's try, right? Because I would love to be a better speaker. I would love to uh, feel more confident in recording these podcasts, you know, just kind of off the top of my head and just kind of um, lead whatever I'm saying intuitively, like I do my classes. So, this is an opportunity for me to practice that, to record something, not being ready, not having a plan, just essentially having a subject. And so far, I think it's going pretty well. I hope that you're enjoying it. I hope that it's of service to you. Um, but yeah, I would say, That is one of the key things that I do to expand myself and push my boundaries, to get outside of myself and outside of my quote-unquote comfort zone so that I can break free from the habit of being such a perfectionist where it's ruling me and I'm not just using that perfectionist uh, attitude as a tool. Does that make sense? All right, so let's just recap here. The three benefits that I find are so effective in helping to heal and integrate your perfectionism through yoga is it builds self-confidence. It helps assist nervous system regulation and it cultivates self-compassion. And then the extra cherry on top is to just do it before you're ready do it before you're ready because if you're like me if you're a perfectionist I bet you have loads of stories of where you want to do something and you get really excited about it and then you start kind of diving in and you realize what it's going to take and you want to make sure that you learn this and you learn this and you learn that and you want to do everything perfectly And then before you know it, you've already quit because it's just going to be too much. If it can't be perfect, then it can't be out there. And again, your value is not tied into your failures and successes. You're inherently valuable. So I hope this podcast episode today was helpful for you. And may you take those risks and embrace who you are? All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to practice with me, you can always head over to untamedyokini.com and join the Intuitive Yoga Flow membership. We have a theme every month. Right now, we're moving through the throat chakra. Uh, next month in July, we're going to be moving into the third eye, and August, we're going to be moving into the crown chakra. And so by moving into these themes of the month, it helps you to deeper integrate the lessons rather than just kind of taking a class and moving on. This way you get an entire month to really dedicate, devote and, and integrate. So would love to have you. You can go to my website and register and, uh, I'd love to welcome you in. All right. Thanks again. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to comment and leave a rating. Not only would I be incredibly grateful, but it also helps us to expand our reach and build this amazing community. If you'd like to learn how you can work with me, please visit my website, untamedyogini.com. And don't forget to follow so you never miss an episode. You can join me right here every Wednesday. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.